Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From his undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 11th of September, year of our Lord, 2017, and I at least wanted to recognize that um, historic speech. I was going to do a segment on 9-11, but with everything going on in the world, I did, and I'll save it for the uh, 20th anniversary. This is the 16th anniversary of that horrible day. For those that were serving, for those that served, who had so many friends um, still in it forever changed our lives, and I didn't want to not recognize the day. It is a horrible day, and my only comment I can make about it is that I wish America could have stayed together a little longer. Um, to my recognition, we made it to about January. By January, politics took back over, and that's that's really sad. So today is going to be one of those podcasts that once again, if I had a engage hate bumper, I would do it because there's a lot before we get into Irma and DACA and things like that that happened while <clears throat> we did not record. Wanted to cover a lot of this Kaepernick stuff, a huge article beyond the anthem inside NFL locker rooms on Trump cap and Charlottesville. Uh, they're actually doing reports now from locker rooms where they talked to a bunch of guys. Um, it was like uh, our reporting team of Matt Miller, Mike Tanner, and Mike Freeman asked the players four questions. Did Charlottesville change the situation for athletes, athletes who protest? What did Charlottesville say about American society? 
Are you able to talk to Trump supporters about politics? If your team wins the Super Bowl, will you visit the White House? And it was just all biased stuff. Um, WAPO had an article <clears throat> that was titled, uh, his name was Brewer, and he says, Kaepernick less NFL does not respect humanity. Yeah. Humanity. So it's still out there. This weekend, I did not watch the Packer game live. There was one reason, because of Michael Bennett. Um, there was quite a few. Him, uh, Mark Martellus Bennett did a Black Power Fist. Marshawn Lynch did it. Justin Britt, Thomas Rawls. Um, the Cleveland players linked arms with police, military, and firemen during the anthem before the Browns opener. No players knelt on either side. Philadelphia Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins and Los Angeles Ram linebacker Robert Quinn also raised their fist. Um, today, I literally heard <clears throat> Stephen A. Smith going down the road of, well, uh, this guy played so bad, and it's an indictment of the NFL with a bunch of fancy words because he's like a living color skit. And another thing before we get into Irma, I, I had to cover, I was going to do this at the end as a positive, but I want to do it on front. There'll be a lot of negative on this September 11th. Uh, we are a fractured, broken country, but a school in Georgia said that students couldn't bring a, a, American flags in their cars. It offended Muslims and <laughs> illegal immigrants. And I'll post this with the post podcast blog, but there's like 40 trucks lined up with American flags all over them. And I did that as, you know, hope that maybe this next generation uh, is starting to realize America's pretty good. It's not as bad as the media wants us to think. And, and maybe they're going to be the, the catalyst to get us out of this stupid because there's a lot of stupid boys and girls, a lot of stupid. And, it, and it's and it's frustrating. And lastly, as a, another positive, before we go into all the negative, Supreme Court's going to hear a case about a baker who refused to make a gay wedding cake. I am thinking, hopefully, as the left has been churning, they're really upset about this. I have a strong feeling, boys and girls, that uh, this is going to open some eyes. Because at the end of the day, as I like to say on this show, it's freedom of religion. And in the zeal of the previous administration, the only religion that got freedom was Muslims. Everybody else didn't. Well, you know, that's not America. I mean, when the director was asked about the film, why it was so dark, he said it's a mad time to be alive. And there's certainly a sort of end of days feeling about it. There are many people in America who would say, you know, perhaps it's truer there at the moment than anywhere else. It's scary. Um, you know, it's this new language that's forming. It's, I, I don't even recognize it. It's also scary to know that climate change is due to human activity, and we continue to ignore it. And the only voice that we really have is through voting. Um, so and you have voted at very a, recently as a country. And it was really startling. Um, you know, you're watching these hurricanes now, and it's really... It's hard, especially while promoting this movie, not to not to feel Mother Nature's rage 
a wrath. And it's not just about climate change, though, is it, in America? I mean, it's, it seems to be a time of huge division. Yeah. It's, it's really polarizing and upsetting. You know, I've, I've, I've heard things and seen things on TV in my own country that devastate me and make me sick. And um, it's just really confusing. Do you find President Trump confusing? I don't find him confusing. I, I think I know exactly what he is. And so how do you feel about the future? I have to feel hope. You know, you have to feel hope. You can't just fall into despair. But a producer on the movie called this film an impotent howl of rage. You know, it's just, it's like a helpless howl to the moon. It's like, it's just, and it's an assault. This is an opportunity to think about how we build, how we mitigate rising sea levels and climate change. And it's not fake news, but, Mayor, you've got a lot of work to do in your state because there are a lot of people who are doing some very hard work right now to uh, alleviate the suffering that South Florida is going to have, but they don't necessarily share your view that uh, this may be an issue of climate change. So you and I are going to stay in touch on this topic uh, and continue to discuss it. May, uh, discuss it. Who is uh, sort of bucking a bit of the trend and saying that it is important today, tomorrow, and in the days following this hurricane, uh, for people like the mayor, like you, um, who do believe in climate change, to make this an important discussion. Governor Scott has said Irma could be worse than Hurricane Andrew. So will the governor change his mind on climate change? We're going to ask that question next. The fury of Hurricane Irma comes close on the heels of the powerful Hurricane Harvey, and right behind that is a Category 4 hurricane, Jose. Is this climate change at work? For more on how climate change may be playing into this, I'm joined by Fort Pruitt, uh, said in an interview, uh, amid hurricanes, now is not the time to talk about climate change. There are a lot of people who disagree with that, including the mayor of Miami, a Republican, by the way, who says now's exactly the time to talk about climate change because on a sunny day, Miami has water coming up uh, from its drains because of rising sea level. And if we don't take this seriously when things like this happen, we don't tend to take it seriously when nobody can feel climate change. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So how do you, what do you say, Mustafa, to people who say this isn't the time for the conversation? Or people like Rush Limbaugh who said this is media hype to advance a climate change agenda. Well, I tell them that they're being disingenuous. There is no better time than this moment now. So if we have a couple of decades still of information that's needed to be garnered, let's make sure that we're supporting science so that we can make sure we're doing the proper analysis in that space. Um, so, you know, to them, I'd say at best you're being disingenuous and you're putting people's lives at risk. The fossil fuel interests are intent on keeping the energy system that we have now, which is creating climate change. And the politicians who take the money from the fossil fuel interest and then lie about what's happening are now watching what's happened as a result. So really the way I think about this is, of course they don't want to talk about climate change right now because they're the people who have enabled the additional problems to happen. We're not just looking at Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Jose. We're also looking at record wildfires across the West. So to me, this is like a drunk driver after an accident telling me, let's not talk about 
drinking and driving. Well, we have some people who have spent the last couple of days telling people this isn't all that serious. Uh, allegations that it is uh, that the media is trying to advance some kind of climate change narrative by telling people this is going to be serious. The thing I'm asking you is the fact in the time you've been in this business, there has never been a more accurate time for forecasting these storms. If this is what the National Weather Service and people like you say it's going to be, there's not much reason to doubt it. Richard Branson, who was on Necker Island in the Virgin Islands when Irma hit there, he was uh, in his wine cellar with his team. Uh, since he is safe, as is his family, but he has said if this isn't a call to action right. to really start to take ch climate change research and science seriously. Uh, Sam, I want to step back for a moment and, and look at Harvey, which was record-breaking in sure. so many ways. It just stayed over <clears throat> Texas and stayed over Louisiana, yeah. dropped un, un, um, unimaginable amounts of rain, 50 inches, more yeah. than that. And now we have Irma, which is, yeah. which is breaking records on its own. What are we supposed to take away from these two powerful storms happening back-to-back? Okay, Katie, back-to-back, -back, Category 4s have never made impact in the U.S. in the same season, and they've never made an impact back-to-back. -back. The only thing I'll tell you is from the early days of me learning about global warming, and I'm a believer because global scientists, people who spend their lives studying this, believe it and point to it. One of the things they said about warming oceans, and oceans absorb the heat in this planet, warming oceans give more fuel to storms, which means more and bigger storms, certainly stronger storms for the storms that develop. Sure, we've had hurricanes before but now the impact of warmer oceans should mean and could mean and looks like it does mean that these storms are stronger now Sam I hate to put you on the spot but what about those who will say hey listen we haven't had a big hurricane sure. here in 10 years Right. And so we're just now understanding the impact of how much heat oceans absorb. We talk about the melting ice. And Katie, I'll do a whole show on this one day. I'd love you. to. You I'd love, we'll I would, talk about I would this love to talk about but, this in depth. Absolutely. I think people don't know anything about it. We're... Right. And, and you know what? It's time that we understood it better. And we're just now understanding how much heat oceans, more of our planet is water, and how much heat those oceans are absorbing. So we're learning now, and it'll take a few years, a few hurricane cycles before we can point backwards and say, yeah. there's your evidentiary proof. I don't know enough about it, I should say. People certainly know about global warming. Sam Champion, thank you so much. And thanks for giving us a bit of a lesson there on meteorology and, uh, and, and sure. uh, ocean conditions. Appreciate your time. You expect it by now. It's a lot of media with their global warming science denier, but we have some really ugly stuff that came out of Irma. You thought Harvey was bad. There's some scary shit, but I, I had to play Jennifer Lawrence because tell me if a conservative said something like, well, um, this, uh, storm literally is because we've lost our way from God. Do you think that would fly? I I don't think so. And speaking of Harvey, we have a gentleman who tweeted the following. We read it on the show. Have no sympathy for any lives lost as a result of Hurricane Harvey if Texas hadn't given us 38 red electoral votes and by extension Trump last year. Maybe I could give a damn, but nope. I'm far too intelligent for religion, but this shirt counts as karma for real. Remember it? Ten days later. I hope my house remains attacked after Hurricane Irma hits us in Florida. <laughs> and that's called karma too, boys and girls. Al Roker and a lot of the media played this game that Rush Limbaugh said something. I actually read the transcript. He didn't. Um, not that I'm a Limbaugh fan. I just like to bring it up because, you know, 
it is what it is. Uh, there's actually another guy. He's in charge of Humane Society. Lawmakers deny scientists' predictions about climate change don't seem to have a problem accepting their predictions about Irma's path. And Sarah Silverman tweeted, pray for Washington, pray for Oregon, pray for Montana, pray for Texas. Don't pray. Vote for a government that believes in science. So those are their cheap points. And Kyle Foley, who's usually a liberal, this is such an unbelievably fucking stupid take. People's lives are in danger and believe in science won't stop these storms either. Score cheap political points while islands are getting leveled and people are fleeing for their lives is an all-time low. More importantly, we haven't seen storms as bad as Harvey and Irma in 12 years. We've had also storms like this for centuries. They aren't suddenly increasing in frequency or strength. They've always been bad and they're still very rare. Just pisses me off that while I'm helping people board up homes and watching friends evacuate, assholes like you are using it for political gain. But it, it, Kyle, where were you? Where, where have you been, Kyle? Here's everybody hates B Bell. Me sole purpose of the government elite eradicating blacks is generational self-preservation. Houston, New Orleans, and three cities in Florida remain the top 20 highest black population in the United States. These hurricanes are by design. You think that's just a rarity? Nope. Brenna Daniel. So they say Hurricane Irma is headed for Miami. Did y'all realize 70% of Miami is Latino, Hispanic, or Cuban? 44% of the Haitian population in the U.S. resides in Miami. Miami is like Houston, which it is flourishing economically. Coincidence? Trump wants them off our land. So what is the better way than to flood them out? Read between the lines, people. Now to take, make things clear, my original statement, I say Trump wants them off our land. I did not mean Trump is manipulating the weather himself. The government is. But with pockets as deep as Trump, he could tell the government what he would like anyway. Oh, it's not done. I stayed nothing but facts in this post. And this is the post that y'all been disrespecting on my page. Hurricane Harvey was man-made. Government studying weather modifications since 1960s. Y'all think they ain't figured it out by 2017? Do your research. Do y'all remember when they referred to Hurricane Katrina victims as refugees like they were foreign aliens? I ain't seen that word once since Hurricane Harvey. For Harvey, I was just like y'all, Ista. Didn't have a care in the world outside my own. I didn't believe none of the conspiracies, and I thought the people who did were crazy. I'm not just blowing smoke up y'all's asses. I've done a lot of research. And I'm here to say man-made catastrophes are real. It's hard to do this without laughing. The government gave our dumbasses 12 years to figure out what they're doing. 12 years with no major hurricanes. Now we have two coming back to back. Get the fuck out of here. If you believe this shit natural, Hurricane Katrina was our first warning. We didn't care because it was, wasn't us. But it will be soon. But Trump in office, the government's capable of anything. The fact that he's in office, no political experience, shows how corrupt the system is. Wake the fuck up. Oh, they don't make fake clouds, huh? Look at the fake clouds. Went viral off facts, not ass-shaking and coochie-popping. And that's why it keeps going. <laughs> Raises his hand. Durden is the handle of this person. What's coochie-popping? <laughs> not the other one. 
Krasnodars. K-R-A-S-N-O-D-A-R. Tweeted Tyler Mazur. M-A-Z-U-R. Common spelling on Tyler. I can't believe Trump created Hurricane Irma to kill minorities. So when minorities weren't saying this is all a government plot. The resistance was in full power. A government account in Florida tweeted how dangerous Irma was. Love, yay, level it. May it be destroyed. I'm not making these up. I hope it goes up in pieces. Direct hit. Wish he was there. Awesome. That's a female hurricane. Somebody actually said that. And Licha Kushna. An illegal. Best news I've heard all day. Oh, they were going this route. Can't wait for Irma to smoke all them Trump supporters. I hope Irma leaves all these Trump supporters homeless and humbles their asses. Hate to be cruel. But I hope Irma also destroys the home of Trump supporters. Trump, Osteen, Water Palmers, and Rick Scotts. Hey, at Visit Florida. Hey, Trump supporters who live in Florida, stay there. Irma's for you. Don't come up north. We don't want you. Hurricane Irma needs to land directly on the American Americans where all the Trumps and his supporters are so we can rejoice to Mother Nature. We should round up all Trump supporters and leave them directly in Irma's past. That's just like a smidgen. I got like a hundred. Then it was Mar-a-Lago. I have a dream. Hurricane Irma hits Florida and wipes out Mar-a-Lago. Just Mar-a-Lago. Is it bad that I so really want Mar-a-Lago to be destroyed? I'm a rake Trump estate on St. Martin and now, uh, Irma, sorry, rake Trump estate on St. Martin. Now it's in Mar-a-Lago. Somebody even put out the address to Mar-a-Lago, 1100 South Ocean Boulevard, Palm Beach, Florida. Copied from a friend. This goes on for hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Could be thousands. Every fucking one of you. Fuck you, asshole. You asshole. This is why we can't have nice things. You asshole! Are you just an asshole? Is that it? Fuck you, you asshole! You ever hear the saying, you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. You run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. Fuck you, asshole. You! You are such an asshole! You dumb asshole! Asshole. Fucking asshole! Away from me, you asshole. He's an asshole. There was a funny one buried after all those assholes, but he's an asshole, Michael Moore. Has he opened up Mar-a-Lago as a shelter yet? Donald Trump Jr. replied. It's on an island on both the ocean and intercoastal. It's a mandatory evacuation zone. Probably not the best idea, but you know, narrative. Yeah. But, you know, the media was part of it, as you heard. Newsweek, Al Gore and Warren, climate change would make hurricanes worse, so why didn't we listen? 2006, hurricanes going to be worse and more frequent. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, no hurricanes. 17, told you so. That came from a Twitter. Then you got Kurt Eichenwald, not a scientist, he's a climate change equation and using sea surface temps, predicted Irma's intensity, growing timing, 100% correct. 
If a scientific illiterate can take basic info, climate change from scientists' journals, and correct particularly progress, time, and degree, intensity growing based on one piece of data plugged into an equation, maybe deniers should realize climatologists know more than they do. Ryan Mao, I'm a hurricane scientist, and this is all bullshit. That's all. He tried to shoot back. Your weatherman, explain the clausian klapkron equation and why it doesn't apply to hurricanes. Then I'll show you the science paper on it. Stephen Sterling, folks like this hurt advocates of climate change readiness more than anything else. Asinine is the kindest way to say it. And, and he was serious. It went on. David Burge even got in on it. Apparently they haven't heard from Eichenwald, Huracomputer X45, which is a play on Strong Bad. Predicting Hurricane Irma's path is giving supercomputers a challenge. But not for Eichenberger! No. Stephen Rich summed it up pretty good. I'm not a mathematician. I used a bullshit equation to predict this tweet. 100% correct. <laughs> and then the hurricane, all these reporters, because of the hurricane, business time, David Serrata, are we still allowed to talk, are we still not allowed to talk about climate change? Beth Ponza from Quartz, Dear Cable News, Hurricane, our news channels covering every aspect of hurricane. Can we please start talking about climate change? HuffPo, this is a destructive power of nature inflated by climate change. Thanks to Trump's policies, such change will accelerate. Oh, okay. What policy? A Navarro gosh, another HuffPo. It's high time Trump recognizes climate change can destroy our planet. Let's it stop. But instead, he denies it while people suffer. David Serrata, Montana's on fire, Houston's underwater, Florida's facing one of the history's largest hurricanes, but we can't talk about climate. Nicholas Kristoff, ignoring climate change is not proven to be an effective strategy to combat it. Politico Josh Meyer, probably unrelated to climate change, right? Irma, most powerful storm ever recorded in Atlantic Ocean. CBS News. AP! Hurricane Katrina was a prime example of urban inequality and environmental justice. Problem was, this whole article on another website, Black, White, Rich, Poor, Storm Harvey did not discriminate. It goes through all the things this dipshit said, and it's all bullshit. Every part of it is bullshit. Down to the Oh, more black people died, which isn't true. They made up 70% of the population, but only 59% of the deceased were black. Yeah, that was for Katrina. But, you know, let's let's just stay on it, all right? Stay on the narrative. American Prospect, events like Harvey are disasters not because of nature, but because of underfunding and environmental racism. It's racist. It's all racist. Yeah. We got a motherfucker of the day for this. We'll get it in hypocrisy, but... Everybody in the path, be safe. I'm in the path, get 50 mile an hour winds. I'm not going to blame Trump, Bush, Obama. It's nature. It's nature. And to be quite honest, if you break it down, it actually slowed down for it hit land. So maybe those prayers work, boom, moon bats. Huh? Maybe they worked. Old buddy Steve in Florida. He was supposed to nail him. Moved to the west. Stayed off the coast enough that it didn't destroy stuff. 
it's bad. People be out without electricity for a long time. I'm not saying it was just like a little summer squall. But in the end, it wasn't a hurricane, a cat five when it hit us. So as you make fun of the next prayer day, I think prayers work pretty good. Let's talk about DACA. Agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, you know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants. Now you would think, based on the response that we have seen from the left to what President Trump decided to do with DACA, that Trump said that he was going to personally round up all of the immigrant babies and ship them back to Mexico. And I have news for you. That's not going to happen. In fact, if you are currently protected by DACA, you will continue to be protected by DACA until your protection expires. And if that protection is set to expire before March 5th of 2018, then guess what? You even get to apply for a renewal before October. And if you have an application that is in the mix right now, it will continue to be processed and considered. So I really don't see the heartlessness and lack of compassion that the left is talking about. What I see is an administration that is trying to right the wrong committed by President Obama in 2012 when he unilaterally pushed through a piece of legislation without congressional approval, which is not supposed to happen with immigration issues. So don't believe the lies, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was the dear one. The dear one when he was a senator. I even got one of Hillary before she ran, also saying the same thing. But remember, they can evolve, the Democrats, when they need more voters. That's when they get to evolve. A gay marriage, immigration. And I love that. That was a millennial female, by the way. She was going off. But, you know, a lot of articles on the conservative side, media-aided Obama and DACA push. No fucking shit. Every network did something for it. You, you knew they would, all right? But this is bringing on a lot of stupid like Planned Parenthood. At Planned Parenthood, we firmly believe that every person has the right to live, work, and raise a family freely and without the threat of deportation or separation. Blah, 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 blah. Our doors will always remain open for you. It's Kate Scanlon, Planned Parenthood fundraising email. We firmly believe that every person has the right to live. Firmly believe that every person has the right to live four times. Every person even those unborn ones. Cecil Richard herself, cruel, unacceptable. We won't stand silent. Our doors remain open at all, including Dreamers, DACA, no matter what. Yeah. That's the sickest shit ever. So you can kill them? Really? Not Elizabeth goes by at not Elizabeth 88. Liberals can't blame dreamers for the acts of their parents, but they can blame me for the acts of slave owners I wasn't even related to. I think that's fucking pretty good. She even did this little thing, which is, it's funny that liberals can't differentiate between 85 genders, but can't tell the, or, sorry, I just fucked this. They can differentiate. I hate when I fuck the punchline. Let's try it again. She even tweeted this. It's funny that liberals can differentiate between 85 genders, but can't tell the difference between a legal and illegal 
immigrant. Yeah. With this line of memes, a lot of pictures of dreamers holding their nutsack, flipping us off, little kids flipping us off. All these rallies, Mexican flags. Somebody asked, waves Mexican flag, doesn't want to live in Mexico. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why the left goes with this. Because when you really see these people, like uh, Sly Defend DACA, man, fuck white people, you ain't shit. Hey, white people, you're the most privileged people out there. Wouldn't hurt to tweet about this. Raise awareness. He's Oriental. Not Elizabeth tweeted again. If your very first act is to enter the U.S. illegally, you have broken the law. Bringing your kids with you doesn't justify the crime. But why is this so important to the left? Well, population, number one is California with 223,000. Next is Texas. Illinois has got 43,000. New York's got 43,000. Florida's got 43,000. And remember, there's this whole push on the left. They really, really, really want to take over Texas. I think Houston is more than just an anomaly. And there's a bunch of other stats. How about more than 43% of all food stamps are given to illegals? 95% of the warrants for murder in Los Angeles are for illegals. Less than 2% of illegals are picking crops, but 41 are on welfare. That's 41%. More than 66% of all births in California are to illegals, paid by Americans. Nearly 6% of all occupants of HUD properties in the U.S. are illegal. More than 39% of California students grade 1 through 12 are illegal. 75% of L.A.'s most wanted are illegal. More than half of all gang members are illegal. U.S. companies use illegal 2005 profited over $2.36 trillion because they don't have to pay any benefits. U.S. taxpayers are paying the bill for all illegals. Legal immigration costs the U.S. $113 billion every year. 57% of all households that are led by an immigrant, legal or illegal, illegal are enrolled in at least one welfare program. Uh, Department of Homeland Security says that the lost track of a million people that have entered the country but appear never to have left. The Obama men distributed flyers telling legal immigrants that their immigration status will not be checked and they apply for food stamps. For every 100 illegal aliens who find jobs in the U.S., 65 American workers are displaced. Approximately 400,000 illegal aliens who have committed crimes and have been given deportation orders are at large in the U.S. and their whereabouts unknown. In Los Angeles alone, 95% of all outstanding warrants, and I think they just repeated themselves, the estimated cost taxpayers is $3.1 million anatized Per immigrant. 3.1 million per immigrant. Hmm. But the media, they brought it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you a soundbite that I was gonna do and, well, I'll play the soundbite later, but, but he, here's Camelia Harris. My message to Dreamers, we see you, we stand with you, we will fight to ensure you can stay in the country you call home. Somebody asked, but you did nothing when you had the opportunity. Tell them another one, Camelia. Dreamers grew up in America. It's their home. And in the program, deporting them back to country they don't even know would be cruel. The heartless mood to rescind DACA is a betrayal of a promise. Give her a phone number to call. I'll hook you up. I'll get you in my district. Today is Camelia Harris not knowing how laws work. Because he tweeted about Sessions. And he has, you know, he's following the president's order. 
Once again, somebody said, too bad all this wasn't important from 2008 to 2009. Because remember, they, they were in charge. They could have fixed it. John Legend, quit calling human beings illegal aliens or people. They're friends, neighbors, and coworkers. MC Hammer, amen. Somebody said, hey, any of them living in your fucking house? <laughs> Somebody gave him the Webster's Dictionary. Illegal, forbidden by law. Alien, belonging to a foreign country. Sorry, John. Merriam-Webster doesn't care about your feelings, which is so true. Oh, and it goes, there's so many people, it went crazy. Judd Apto, what would Trump do to a transgender DACA child who wants to take down racist monuments and believes in global warming? The stockade. Charles Blow, Donald Trump saying every way possible people in America's white, straight, and male are all else are targeted. Chelsea Handler, Donald Trump's hates brown people. It's about brown people now. George Takaki Stay that while American people might have compassion, Session and his boss do not. Mark Ruffalo, the Hulkmaster, a cowardly act by a cruel, vindictive, and heartless administration intent on tearing every very fabric. And the list goes on. I mean, I, I'll just read the people. Lynn Moel Miranda, Women's March, Piper Parabo, Michael Moore, Josh Gad, Camelia Najana, Anna Navarro, Jeffrey Wright, Mia Farrow, Van Jones, Don Cheadle, Joe Kazan, Christopher Cuomo even got in on it. To be clear, GOP was versus DACA in the main, so Trump putting tasks to them is asking for a negative chain, essentially, isn't he? And he goes on that this is going to be your problem. You're all fucked. You should just left it alone. Go against the fucking law. That's the way of the land. I even have a soundbite of David Gregory saying, they're born in America, they should live here. And somebody correct, no, they're not. Dreamers were brought here by the parents. If you're born here, you're a fucking citizen. AP all this week changed to undocumented citizens. New York Times opinion. The scariest stranger of all is the U.S. government. It could deport you from a place you call home. That was by Jose Antonio Vargas. His article was, Can Dreamers Trust Anyone? He even tweeted in 2015... I've paid thousands in Social Security with this documented Social Security card. He doctored it. He tweeted that. He typed his name on it. He gets to print in the media. He has a job. He's illegal. My wife asked the key question, why is he not in jail? You know why he's not in jail? Listen to this media bullshit. And at least, does this sort of, I mean, are Republicans reaping what they sowed? I mean, they, in, in the views of, of a lot of folks who were waving the red flag, jumping up and down, screaming at the top of their lungs, people like Jeb Bush, people um, uh, who, who, who sort of saw the warning signs, um, they all but predicted that this would happen, that he was addicted to chaos, that he believed in nothing, and that there, there, there was no sort of um, policy plan for making America great. It really was simply a slogan. Well, and you look at the divide between those who also chose to attach themselves to him in hopes that, well, he will be a Republican in name president and we can get some of our pet projects and initiatives through. Mm -hmm. So far, that just hasn't been happening. Right. And I kind of am haunted by what Ashley Parker repeated uh, 
from what she's been hearing from her sources that now Republicans feel like they have freedom to do what's right. Well, there has been a long amount of time where there's been the freedom to do what's right. I'm glad that now it's, that it's not politically expedient that maybe that's going to be your right. Call. It's called a conscience and assault. Why did the president not come out and make this announcement himself today? Why did he leave it to his attorney general? It's his decision. Uh, these kids uh, and their lives are on the line because of what he's doing. The president vowed to treat dreamers with, quote, great heart. How is this move treating them with great heart? From the president's decision, where all of this stems from, uh, dreamers, supporters of dreamers say this is cold-hearted. You're leaving the future of 800,000 people uncertain, up in the air. What's your message to them? It's not cold-hearted for the president to uphold the law. We are a nation of law and order. And you don't want to miss it. Uh, what we just heard from Jeff, Jeff Sessions was uh, one of the most shameless pre presentations I've heard, and that's saying a lot these days. Uh, and so, some of what he said, especially on the economies you suggested, uh, veered from misleading into lie, and I'll, I'll, I'll be specific. But if you guys could zoom in on the Statue of Liberty right now, I suspect she'd be shedding a tear. This is a dark day uh, for our country. The concern now is that uh, the Trump administration is going to try to use the Dreamers as bargaining chips to try to say that Congress won't enact uh, or shouldn't enact DACA legislation to protect those 800,000 without funding the border wall. There is a deeply anti-immigrant agenda that is the same agenda as those of the white supremacists that were marching in Charlottesville. It's a very nativist and dangerous thing for this a place for this country to be in. Uh, this is really a black eye. Uh, Jeff Sessions' speech. Uh, currently, as stated, is something that will threaten our national security. Whatever you think of the legality of this program, the legality of the executive action, ending it peremptorily would be a humanitarian catastrophe, an economic catastrophe, and a national security catastrophe. What Trump just did is basically set a mine off in the, in the homes of millions of families now who are not sure what's going to happen to them. Well, let me just play a little bit more of Jeff Sessions talking about controlling our borders, which has nothing to do with these people who arrived prior to 2007. That's right. To say nothing of his use of the word illegal aliens, which is offensive to a lot of people and not correct. But, Michael, the fact is... Well, I don't know what he's talking about when he talks about the border, because no one, this has nothing to do no, with the border. The surge of, of folks from Central America to the border in 2014 was not related to DACA. I don't think there's a credible argument to be made that it was. Folks are trying to convolute this idea of open borders within this idea of who we already have here that are undocumented. They are completely two different issues, as is our security concerns. We have to be able to separate those three issues. But again, this idea that he's saying that DACA-qualified individuals are taking jobs from American workers, no, because they're coming out of the shadows. They have a social security. They are fairly competing for those jobs. And if you can connect it somehow with something that, that Republicans want, right? So that's why everyone's saying money for the border wall mm -hmm. versus, you know, legalizing the dreamers in some fashion. I don't think that that is that bad a deal for Democrats, and here's why. Because the border wall is an idiotic idea. It's a joke. It's a, it's a PR stunt. It's nonsense, right? So that's nonsense, <laughs> and DACA's not nonsense. So you right. give, give them $10 billion for some stupid wall, and then you can get the Dreamers in exchange. The question for me, and this is again for you guys, will Democrats vote for... David Kurgan, what do you think of this, this rare review from the former president? I thought he was eloquent and he was right. Uh, this is one of the most cruel acts we've seen in the presidency in a long time. 
And it's, it's the President Obama and President Trump not only disagree on policies, they disagree on values. It goes to very basic things, whether you have respect for minorities, whether you have a belief in diversity, whether you think this country should welcome and continue to hold up the Statue of Liberty as a symbol of what we believe in. Uh, and to go back to what you started with, Don, I'm, I'm afraid since Charlottesville and the sort of put, the talk about the white supremacists and putting them on the same level as protesters, we've seen now a series, and then Arpaio, and now this. I, I, I don't know what it's like to be a minority person in this country, and I, I, just, I just often wonder about it. But I must say, if I were in, in, in your shoes, and you can speak to this, I would feel that the, the, increasingly there's a sign out there that's been hung up in the White House or outside the White House saying, if you're not white, you're not especially welcome. Mm -hmm. And that just that, that, that is so sad. It's not just not who we are. I don't believe the American, the vast majority of American people do not believe that. They are much closer to President Obama's values. The vast majority of American people and the people I speak to are appalled by the actions that have happened recently. And yes, you're right. And I asked the question at the beginning of the show, what does this say to Americans of color? It says, again, what you said, you're not wanted. And I can speak to that. And I spoke to it during the election. A lot of people were upset about when I came out and talked about the president after the David Duke comment, after the speech he gave uh, in Minnesota that he said wasn't that one of his advisors sat here on the program and said wasn't a speech about race when it was touted as a speech about race. This whole gaslighting that's come to so many issues, especially racial issues in this country, it's so obvious. It's not even a dog whistle anymore. It's just flat out bias, flat-out discrimination that they're touting coming from this White House. And all you have to do is, if you don't want to look at the words or listen to the words, just look at the policies. Look at the policies that have been put into place. If you're a person of color in this country, what is all of these decisions, what does this say to you? And we're not just talking about rhetoric, what you say on the campaign trail, what you say. These are actual policies that you're trying to put into place. Even, you know, this is not an executive order by him, but he's pawning it off on someone else. What does this say to you if you're not a white specifically a white male American or just a white American. Uh, DACA, <laughs> what do you think happened yesterday? Well, I think what happened is a continuation of the Republican determination to cut out Hispanic votes on their side for as long as we can see. This has been going on for a long time. This is a rejection on the part of the Republican Party that we have Hispanic citizens in this country and other people who in many ways are inclined to share their values. Stu Spencer, the genius of Ronald Reagan's campaigns, used to say, we should have the Hispanic vote in our corner. These are people who are family-oriented, they're faithful, they work hard, they've got all those values. These dreamers are Americans like my own children. They were born here, they contribute to society, they're well, part they of what makes the country children. flourish. Sorry? They weren't born here, I mean, that's, they came here as children. No, I understand that, but I'm saying they, sorry, yes. But, That's why nothing happens. The media backs up the sanctuary cities, which are all legal. Everybody's not following the law. We had a president that didn't want to follow the law, told ICE not to do anything. Cops are being told all over the country, can't touch that. Even here in fucking Nashville. Got a whole party that's just all about not following the law. And when you don't follow the law on this illegal immigration, yes... I'd say 75% of them are just decent citizens doing nothing wrong. But then you run in to the following bullshit. And this is from the John Gibson 
radio show. This is an African American who lives in LA. When it hits home, it changes everything. It is John Gibson. I always wait till the scream's over. Uh, I'm uh, joined by Jamel Shaw in Los Angeles. Uh, Jamel, I'm right. That's where you live? Yes, Los Angeles. Yeah, illegal alien city. <laughs> okay. Um, now, one of the things that was curious about uh, the story with your son, he, he was killed by an illegal alien who was a, a gang member, just gotten out of uh, a county jail, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. The the then I I don't know if he was mayor then, but Anthony Villaraigosa, who um, was a prominent L.A. Uh, Hispanic politician, he kind of got on your side until he discovered that the killer was an illegal alien, and, and then he dumped you and left you high and dry, didn't he? Oh man, it's like Houdini. I mean, he he would have did a good uh, Houdini impersonation. But yeah, he was definitely, he even put a plaque. He said he's gonna put a plaque down on the street where my son was murdered at. He put the plaque down and one of the black city councilmen was ranting and raving because his name wasn't on it. So they had to delay it. So of course, the, when the legal alien part came out, we didn't even know about that part yet. But they kept rushing and rushing. They wanted to put down this cardboard plaque. Cardboard? Man, come on. I can wait. I mean, my son is dead. A few more weeks to get the bronze, you know, they couldn't wait. They had a press conference, put the cardboard thing down, took pictures, gone. Next day, L.A. Times, legal alien, murdered my son and haven't heard from the mayor since. And their whole thing from that point on was, you're being used by the white man and don't do what you're doing, you know. Just ignore it. Just give it up to the circle of life and he's in a better place. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A legal alien? Of course. Even before then, we knew. It was Latino because the word just kept coming out little by little by little. They were trying to keep it hidden. So we heard the third day we knew, the second day we knew that it was um, some Latinos. The third day we knew who it was. One of the guys, one of my neighbors came by my house and told me. I was the one who called the police. Nobody talks about all this stuff because they don't want no one to know that there's black people pissed off about what's going on with legal immigration. I was the one that called the police. I called the cops and said, hey, there's a guy in my house saying he knows who killed my son. Of course, the police came. I already knew the whole story when they got here. And then they never put none of the real story in the news. But I was there. I talked to the guy who knew everything. So I called the police, even though people saying, why you just go get in yourself? I could have. But at that time, you're not thinking like that, thank goodness. You know, because I'm sure that would have been, you know, I wouldn't. I didn't want to do that. I'm glad I didn't. But I could have. I could have easily didn't say nothing. I, you know, did it myself. I knew right where he was at, and the police went right over there and got him. He wasn't even hiding out. That's how the culture around here is. Legal immigration, they were undocumented, unafraid. Now they're trying to fool everybody by, you know, oh, the kids, they were brought over by no fault of their own. The guy that murdered my son was brought over at three years old, you know, but he didn't stay three. He turned 19 before then. And he was on his third gun charge. He had already been arrested three times on gun violence, gun charges, putting guns on people, stabbing people, put schools on lockdown. I mean, he was rotten to the bone, and they knew it the whole time. And they still released him after his fourth gun charge, resisting arrest, battling a peace officer, 
assault with a deadly weapon, put him in the county jail for an eight-month plea bargain, let him out four months early. Now, he is already on his third gun charge, and they only gave him four months, legally in the country, violent. They knew he was violent. The sheriff at that time, L.A. County, told me to my face about what was going on. So they knew it, but they were thinking maybe we can rehabilitate him and stuff like that. It didn't work because the gang he was in knew they were trying to rehabilitate these illegal aliens and these Latino gang members while they're in jail. So when they come out, they want to, you know, go with their family and stop all this crazy stuff. You know, you're hurting the movement, so to speak, for illegal immigration. So, but, so the Mexican mafia put out a directive that they had to commit crimes day one out of jail. He was, they even found out he was in what they even called, the DA called the varsity squad of the 18th Street. He was in that. They went undercover the LAPD to find out that it was 200. This is what the LAPD said in trial. There was 212 shooters and two shot callers causing all these murders out here on black people. And they knew about it. Didn't do nothing about it. My son got caught up in that, you know. And, and so when they knew about all that, so when he got out, he had to do what he had to do. Okay? That's why the day he got out, 24 hours, they had a car, a driver, uh, a 45, and another guy in that same gang that was there to verify that he got out the car, used a big gun, and shot him in the head. He did all that right in front of my house. I was there. I heard. I just called my son. Hey, where are you? Right around the corner, old man. Be there in about two or three minutes. I hear two forty-five gun blasts. You can imagine how loud that is. A forty-five. Three houses down from where you live. Somebody's shooting a forty-five outside. It sounded like he was inside my house. Like I was in a gun range. I remember saying, Woo! That was close. Call my son's phone. Say, man, he's shooting. Then after the phone, it was like, man, I knew it. I was like, man, I hope he's not dead. Went outside, he was laying in the street, already dead. You know, and then you so know, Mel, uh, so so at this point, I'm assuming that you would not be in favor of this DACA program at all. Oh no, not at all, because it's wrong. Because everything started at the border. Okay, who cares if you Magnum Kalati? Valedictorian, you got to go back to the original where it started. You cross the border illegal. Yes, you want to ignore that, but we don't because we know that's where it starts at. If the border would have been secure, there's a good chance my son would not have been shot dead by an illegal alien gangbanger on his third gun charge with a secure border. Come on. You know, so I hold anybody that supports that, anybody that tries to ignore all the dead people, my son is just one of thousands. I know a lot of people whose kids are dead, their daddy dead, their mother, babies, grandmother, granddaddy. Every single relative, I've heard somebody that's dead by the hand of a legal agent. If they're driving a car, getting run over, getting shot. Some of them, this guy was DACA. He was, he would have qualified. If he would have murdered my son, he would have qualified because he was right dead in the age group. 100%. He would have been a dreamer. He was a dreamer. They keep all that hush-hush, and they use the kids for sympathy. Oh, look at the poor kids. Yeah, but they don't stay three years old. The guy who murdered my son was 10 years old. The building, his family lived in, apartment building in L.A., 
he was so violent at 10 that the, the manager went through the neighborhood with a petition to get his family out of that neighborhood. That's how bad he was at 10, okay? He put schools on lockdown. The district attorney, Steve Cooley, in a meeting with me face-to-face, so this guy is within three other murders that we can't get nobody to come forward. That's why it was so special what was going on because the driver of the car didn't even know the boy. The driver of the car met him while he was in the county jail writing letters to each other. That's how was, this is a big mess, and they ignoring all that. But if you ask every family about it, they all have stories like mine. They know the real story. That's why I was so impressed with the attorney a minute ago, because I could tell she was about the law, okay? Yeah, even the the um, the, concept, the um, immigration laws on the number three says it doesn't even matter on your convictions. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing on being here illegal. It doesn't matter if they're just here for their family or they're just here to do good work, because all of them aren't. Each doctor's person should go through one-on-one with a judge if you want to be in the country. I'm not going to doctor. My whole platform is illegal alien gangbangers. We want the legal alien gangbangers, the criminals, the murderers, the rapists. That's some low-hanging fruit. DACA should be the last thing they're trying to go after, but because of they're breaking the law, and we have to make people responsible and accountable for crossing the border. No more do you just come over, and you can make it to L.A., you're free. This is not like the, the, the Underground Railroad. I'm free. I'm in the north. No, you can't do that. That's because Jamel. that's where it starts. Jamel, I really thank you for calling in. I uh, I got to go to this break, uh, but I appreciate yeah. it, and uh, I think that uh, everyone understands your position very clearly. Jamel, Jamel Shaw you. lost his son to an illegal alien. Jamel, thank you very much. You're welcome. kind of changes everything, doesn't it, boys and girls, when you hear somebody actually talk about what's happening. That kid was 10. His parents got evicted because he was so violent. But he lived in L.A. So it didn't matter who killed somebody. We're not deporting criminals. That's how far the left has gone. We're not going to deport criminals. We'll let them just stay here. Unbelievable. Betsy DeVos is examining campus sexual assault. We talked about this in one of our other segments. That's why it's going to close the loop. Uh, in particular, the Obama administration Dear Colleague letter, which was created by Joe Biden, the Office of Civil Rights, or OCR, under President Obama, took the position that Title IX protects girls and women from the threat of sexual assault, harassment, or hostile environment while pursuing their education. And letters and official guidance, OCR told colleges and K-12 schools to investigate complaints more aggressively. Some of the consequences have been controversial across the political spectrum. NPR continued, legal experts and faculty have found fault last year. An open letter signed by 21 professors at leading law schools argued that free speech and due process on campus are now imperiled. And, of course, anytime Betsy makes any change, whatever, social justice warriors go crazy. Nick Pappas, 
When you thought it couldn't get worse than signing with white supremacists, now Trump administration is signing with rapists. Bill, no, they're just signing with people who are innocent until proven guilty. If you call somebody a rapist who hasn't been convicted, that's libel. I was wandering around Twitter, and then suddenly there was this hot take, and I was like, wow. And it showed the scene from the Terminator. A bunch of people got on there, because that guy's a reporter, and nuked them. Whenever the federal government pushes shit like that, social justice warriors at these campuses are going to go crazy. Remember Mattress Girl. All you have to do is remember her. She even protested after another was wrong. America, American media made her a liberal darling and she was a fucking liar. She was never raped. It came on our campuses. You just have to say it to somebody you don't like. They're ruined. Bill Prady. I have had a long and positive exchange with Obayan Uju. It's clear that I misunderstood her point, called it a bigotry. She did not intend it as such, and I offer an unequivocal apology. Twitter may not be the best place for such debates. That's to our segment last time, where she's a black African-American woman, and he just went fucking batshit crazy. Hillary excuses. Seltzer, Brian type, one each, reports in her book, you know all the lib reporters are using that book for jerk material, that she states if Obama had addressed the American people about Russia, it would have woke people up. Fact is, there's nothing there still thus Obama knew that would be illegal. But a tweeter on his screed summed it up. It's getting crowded under Hillary Blame Bus. Why Clinton lost? Russia, Comey, Bernie, emails, sexism, fake news, Facebook, WikiLeaks, media, DNC, expectation, and deplorables. We got a little bit more on a Hillary in our hypocrisy section. Capitol Police report Wasserman Schultz laptop found in a phone booth at 3 a.m. with note to U.S. Attorney from Imran. Yeah. The guy that's in jail. Stephen Miller. Guess we know why she threatened the chief over it now. She threatened the Capitol Police chief. Cameron Gray. This is all the elements of a Hollywood suspense film about Washington, but since it will hurt Democrats, only Luke is reporting on it. Somebody else. Did you see this? Real Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein? So weird that the Washington Post is MIA on this story. And they are. You're not hearing anything. Nor are you hearing public school teachers lead Antifa group. Sacramento and in Berkeley. They're teaching kids in high school to go out and punch people in the face. That's so nice. Peter Dow's variant went full-fledged crazy this week. He literally is still pushing the 65.8, but they're doing a verification code because all that fake news and stuff. Alex Parker, a lib. I've wasted an embarrassing amount of brain power today trying to figure out what this point is of Verit's authentication codes. But it's on everything. If your code doesn't pull up on the supporting facts in the database, it's a fake Verit account. So they're putting seven-digit codes on things. So if somebody tries to Photoshop, they'll say it's fake. 
I would get into how the left and the right is dogging them. But I don't need to. Even reporters are dogging them. I mean, we're talking Daily Beast. What is the point of your sight? <laughs> but all I gotta do is read you the articles. Hillary Democrats are the heart and conscience of America. On Sunday, September 3rd, Hillary Clinton endorsed Verrett. The response has been overwhelmingly enthusiastic among Clinton voters. With hundreds of thousands of site visits, comments, social media follow-ups, sign-ups, emails, etc. It validates the purpose of the platform, a place where the shared interests, values, and aspirations of 65.8 million Americans can be centered free of harassment and hate. Verrett has met with an entirely predictable response from Clinton detractors, rage, hate, Bullying, mockery. Within an hour of her tweet, a denial of service attack took the site down temporarily. Message boards, forums sprouted with users openly plotting to hack the site. Tech writers with an anti-Clinton bent focused on everything except Verit's stated purpose. To provide rigorously vetted information analysis for people who are marginalized and threatened whenever they speak up. Right-wing media from Breitbart to Daily Callers slam Verit and regurgitate the usual smears. The effort to silence invisible, invisibilize, which I don't think's a word, Hillary Clinton and her voters continue unabated since 2016 election. In fact, if the frenzy over Verrant's launch is any indication the hostility is intensified, but that won't deter us from serving the need and aspirations of our community, no matter how desperate the attacks. Hillary Democrats are the heart and conscience of America. They cast a vote for compassion, inclusion, justice, and equality, the values that make America great. It is a travesty that they are treated with such disdain and disrespect. Verit is their home and a source for anyone who shares their common interest and belief. Here are actually responses to this. Afra Ben, being a Hillary Dem is being an unapologetic intersectionalist feminist, being proud to break glass ceilings, being eager to break more. Being your Hillary Dem is embracing racial justice, the core of the present and future of the United States. It's valuing radical inclusion. Being a Hillary Dem is promoting economic, ethnic equality. It's recognizing that gender and sexuality issues are also economic issues. And it goes on. And you just stop. It's like 95 things. Another lady. People are saying still with her because being with her means not sitting down and shutting up and being invisible. Hmm. When have you guys ever shut up? You've been talking since 2006 about Hillary. Another person, Matthew Chapman, the reason we need sites like Verit is because the media acts like these voters don't exist. How they ignored us during the election. <laughs> Woo! And it goes on. This is a fucking cult. In a discussion... Audrey Reagan, perhaps those attack Varen as founders don't understand the power of believing in someone. 65.8 million of us believe in Hillary Clinton. They didn't stop just because a rather unimpressive batch of old white guys lied, defamed, and colluded to bring her down. How powerful that must have made them feel. Yet in terms of actual voters, she defeated Bernie and then Trump, neither of whom come even close to Hillary in the terms of knowledge, experience, and public service. And this goes on forever. They colluded to take her down, huh? I think the DNC colluded to take Bernie down, by the way. Another one, Andres, Andreas Boland. 
I'm glad about this site. The Hillary wing of the Democratic Party seems to have all the people who are grounded in good idealism, but also the practical, logistical, and paperwork side of service. As difficult as it is, history can be rewritten, but that is also a double-edged sword. We have to regroup and fight back from our mistakes and keep going until we win. Is there a way to find local Democrats in your area? Hillary Democrats, that is? Thanks. Have a good day. And it, it just goes on. They did, they did, like the first article they ran that wasn't about Verrett's awesome and anybody who dogs Verrett hates Hillary and is a Nazi type post was how the mainstream media, boys and girls, acted as Trump's mouthpiece, Clinton's foe. They brought out, literally, this site that showed negative positive. It was done by a liberal think tank that any time they talked about our emails, they considered that negative. All right? And that's how they're saying all the mainstream media was negative on Hillary. They said the Washington Post was 77% negative. The New York Times, 61% negative. They, they said that. All I have to read is one sentence. By overwhelming 10 to 1 public thinks media want Clinton to win. It was a USA Today Suffolk University poll. Done in October. Then there was MRC ones that broke down the media coverage. Ninety-one percent of all coverage of Trump was negative. Yeah. To our hate tweets, we're skipping tweets today. Chris Saliza just spent five minutes trying to construct a version of pumpkin spice latte that's under three hundred calories. I failed. Courageous journalism like this during the same week as DACA ending and Irma hitting the Caribbean is why Saliza makes the big money. You will not believe. Lefties were dogging him. Lefties were dogging him. And that's the only hate tweet that didn't fit into the Irma and DACA. So I'm not going to double down. But we are going to go into hypocrisy. Oh, we are. Hypocrisy! To all the dreamers that are here, in this room and in the city of Chicago, you are welcomed in the city of Chicago. This is your home, and you have nothing to worry about. Chicago, our schools, our neighborhoods, our city, 
as it relates to what President Trump said, will be a Trump-free zone. You have nothing to worry about. And I want you to know this, and I want your families to know it, and rest assured, I want you to come to school, but more than just come to school, pursue your dreams. And as your classmate just talked about, we're the only city in the United States that if you get a B average in high school, community college is free, and it is open to dreamers. It is the only public scholarship in the United States, public funded scholarship, in which dreamers are able to access those resources. So to all those who are part of what are referred to as DACA or dreamers, you will always be dreamers in the eyes of the city of Chicago because you have big dreams and we want to be part of those dreams. So rest assured in that effort. It's almost a mic drop on hypocrisy, my friends, because during the Obama administration, you said, fucking Chicago, you're a racist. We just had a sitting mayor say Trump, just Trump. This is a Trump-free zone. Not the President of the United States. Because remember, if you said Obama, you were a racist. If you did not say the dear one, the anointed one, he who stopped the seas from rising, the President of the United States, Barack Obama. And if you flipped in the Hussein, you're a uh, Islamophobe. You fucking people. But a better one, remember, we covered for like three podcasts, the NRA... And how it was so offensive that Dana Loesch said we're going to fisk the media, which is actually a word. Bill de Blasio, we warned you not to threaten our neighbors, real Donald Trump. New York City will fight to defend our dreamers. Fight. Dana Loesch, those who are angry, active, or promised to fact-check media, react to this with equal hysterics. I'm sure. Shane Putman. So New York City mayor is threatening our president? Interesting. Because that's what you said, folks. That's a threat. And then we spent all this time doxing people who did memes. Just memes. USA Today ID'd 4,500 Trump golf club members through social media and website golfers used to track handicaps, then researched who they were. The article, Trump gets millions from golf members, CEOs and lobbyists get access to the president, our investigation. They doxed people. Somebody asked, oh, they were members after 2016? Just then? Gingerific. You also understand these clubs existed way before his presidency. Sean Davis, so you're doxing randos for the crime of playing golf? David Marktosco, I missed the part where there was any wrongdoing found or alleged. This feels like journalistic doxing innocent people. And that's what it was because they didn't find anything. They doxed people who play golf at Trump golf courses, which are really good golf courses. I don't know shit about golf, but I used to stay next to one in Chicago. It was gorgeous. I stayed there once for business, folks. My boss, his dad was a millionaire, so he had a fucking free room there, and they put me up. Out of season. It's fucking magnificent. The bed was made out of 12 million count Egyptian cotton, which I don't think there is something, but it was really good. NBC News this week finally reported online about the Senator Menendez trial. 
prosecutors, Senator Menendez sold his office for ritzy trips. They called him a Democrat. They stealth edited it, and then they didn't do a correction for three days. Senator Bob Menendez, Republican, New Jersey. Oh, but that's not the worst. Because the New York Times did a 1,300-word story and fails to mention once that Menendez is a Democrat. Remember, those that have followed the show, that's the, the pure essence of media bias. Because the moment a Republican is ever brought up on charges, Republican is used. Nagin went to jail, the mayor who called New Orleans his chocolate city, which would be racist as fuck, if anybody else said it. They never once called him a Democrat. I watched all the news shows. That's just fucked up. But there was a surprise this week, and this was on MSDNC. Today, a big political question put to a serious test. What counts as bribery today in America? Opening statements in the Democratic Senator Bob Menendez's trial. He's from New Jersey, and he is charged with selling his office for a lifestyle. Prosecutors throwing the book at him, saying there's bribery, conspiracy, and lying. Prosecutors say Menendez accepted over half a million dollars worth of private flights, free vacations, and political donations from this South Florida doctor who received political favors from Menendez in return, including help with fraudulent Medicare payments and visas for this donor's girlfriends. That's what prosecutors allege. Now, the case against Menendez as a legal matter doesn't look close. It looks overwhelming. In fact, the only legal defense left is what you could call the Governor Bob McDonald defense, which would be, okay, I took unethical gifts, but I would have helped this donor friend of mine anyway. But it was a unanimous Supreme Court decision that overturned McDonald's conviction. They criticized his conduct, but ultimately ruled that vague corruption standards would be dangerous and give prosecutors too much power. Menendez, meanwhile, saying he's always opposed corruption and will prevail. I started my public career fighting corruption. That's how I started. And I have always acted in accordance with the law. And I believe when all of the facts unknown, I will be vindicated. We don't know what will happen and if he'll be vindicated, but if a politician can take the kind of gifts that Menendez already has taken and be acquitted, then you have to ask if there's something wrong with all of these corruption laws in the first place. This one I love for political reporters because we've talked about Lewis Mensch a lot and how she faked shit and she continues to double down on fake news. Been on MSDNC, NPR, the whole nine yards. Evan McMullen, the piece of shit who ran as a conservative. Do you remember that fucker from Utah? Yeah. This is a Kremlin talking point. The U.S. doesn't undermine liberal democracies overseas and examples otherwise would be from the Cold War. Mark S. Zaid, who just happens to be Lewis Mensch's lawyer for her case. Oh, so anything other than liberal democracies is lesser form of government and we're superior? And it was okay if it happened pre-1992? Seriously? Lewis Mensch said yes, and he did not say the latter. The 
the side guy goes, guess he's following your talking points to accuse people you disagree with as being part of the Kremlin. Lewis Minch on Twitter. You're fired. Thank you and Brad Moss for your past representation pro bono and in good cause. But Evan McMullen is not pathetic. Mark Zide goes, thank you, Lewis. Notice of withdrawal will be filed to court tonight. You're on your own. Somebody said, Lewis Mensch just fired her attorney over Twitter. He then said, what Russia did deserves to be punished as and U.S. government will take appropriate step as it sees fit, but was intel tactics governments use across the board. To act high and mighty as if the U.S. government doesn't try to undermine or create chaos in other countries, regardless of political system, is hypocritical. Somebody, Lewis Mensch, says, Mark, this sounds like what Trump said. I know you don't mean it that way, but you have to recognize that in the context is bad. I'd rather be an honest speaker than a hypocrite. What I said doesn't serve my own personal interests as it does for Trump. I have no stake. And he's right. The funniest part about all this Russia shit is Hillary Clinton's State Department did it in Russia. I'm not saying it's right, but to play all freaking clutching pearls over them trying to manipulate our election is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. We're doing it. They're doing it. It's already been proven over and over. It didn't do anything. And I want you to ask yourself, resistance members, why don't you hear it anymore? Could it be the nation even knows it's all bullshit? It was thumb drive, that poor bastard that got killed? Yeah, he's probably the one that did it because he was a Bernie bro. For uber hypocrisy, journalists treated to luxury resort vacations by electoral college bypass group. Yeah, journalists. We're going to stay on this story because they're going to get names. They're going to get names. But they're whining and dining on fancy fucking yachts. Journalists to start pushing, pushing the narrative in the media that we should get rid of the Electoral College so that the Hillary Clintons of the world can keep winning. And for those that think that's the best thing ever, you're a fucking dumbass. Everybody should have equal representation. There's no way in fucking hell New York... Los Angeles should be picking the president every year. As we just proved, the majority of them are illegal fucking immigrants. They shouldn't even be voting. So Camelia Harris was brought on MSDNC. I don't even have to set this up. It just reeks of hypocrisy. Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh-huh. famously said you were making him nervous when you questioned him. Are you questioning people like a prosecutor or like a senator? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. I mean, listen, I am a prosecutor in my core. And um, part of that is it's about the truth-seeking mission. What's the truth? Let's find out what happened. Let's get, get into the facts. And one of the questions you were pursuing is whether the special counsel, Bob Mueller, will have the independence to do his job. Absolutely right. What was the answer you got? Uh, it, 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 there was not a clear answer. 
California has the largest number of dreamers, uh, some, right. est some estimates 220,000. So it is That's the right. single biggest home in the United States uh, to these, these people. And California is not one of the states whose attorney general is trying to sue to That's end right. DACA. What is it that California knows about this program? What, did, what, what is it in your experience as a former California attorney general? Yeah. That, what would you tell the other states, especially the ones uh, like Texas and the other states that are suing to stop DACA. What would you tell them about this program that you feel California knows that they don't? Well, it's a wonderful question you're asking because the one thing, Lawrence, that I've become really aware of is there are a lot of people expressing opinions about DACA that have never met a dreamer. Uh, and, Senator, finally, a, a health care question. You have become the first co-sponsor on Bernie Sanders' single-payer bill, Medicare mm -hmm. for All. Uh, that's People took notice of that everywhere, including in uh, local media in California that, that yeah. cover you. And one of the reasons there's a lot of interest in it is that Bernie Sanders was very successful as a presidential candidate and pulling in certainly on the left side of the Democratic Party. People begin to wonder, with that move uh, joining Bernie Sanders' bill, does that mean you might follow in Bernie Sanders' footsteps as a presidential candidate next time? If Fox News ever did an interview like that, well, they have with Trump. Sean Hannity did it. What the media do? They lost their fucking mind. And I, mark my words, boys and girls. Mark my words. She will run for president. She will not win. That piece of shit will not be president of the United States. If you actually are that butt blind that you think she can win, you don't know America. That fucking moron. If you think you can put the gender race car to make it work, no fucking way. It'll be a Jesse Jackson. She won't even get the DNC nomination. Mark my words, she won't. So this is a long intro. I want to do a music break. But on the way out, I'm not going to say a word because I promised I'd be nice going forward on Hillary. But this is CBS Puff Piece. And you can hear Jane Polly doing the Andrea Mitchell and all the females in the media almost crying, talking about how she lost. This is just so sad. And I want you to ask yourself, if you're wondering why I'm putting in hypocrisy, where was the Romney interviews? That were like this. Even on Fox. By nine months into the new administration. You never heard this shit. We are nine months in. And they're still. In mourning. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Has spent the last ten months. Trying to figure out why. She isn't president of the United States. Can we talk about. Election day. Mm -hmm. Did you have any clue what the outcome of that day would be? No. As the polls closed, Clinton supporters gathered in a New York City convention center, expecting to see history being made. But as the returns came in, the celebratory mood began to fade. The Clintons had acquired the house next door to accommodate White House staff and security during a second Clinton administration. And doesn't it kind of haunt you? That no, I'm, I'm very happy we did it. At a dining room table in that house, she wrote about what happened. I couldn't get the job done, and I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. So what did happen? Hillary Clinton was supposed to make history as the first woman president of the United States. I 
didn't deliberately print this list in big font so it would cover two pages. I did it so I would be able to see it, even with my reading glasses. I understand completely. I was stunned. It takes two pages to cover the list of countries that have already had a woman leader. And, uh, and some more than more than once. It includes Bangladesh, Indonesia, Latvia, Liberia, Lithuania, the United Kingdom, of course. Are we waiting for alphabetical order? <laughs> Back at the reunion, some of Clinton's Wellesley friends have been waiting since graduation. My parents said to me, if there's ever going to be a woman president, it's going to be Hillary Rodham. They said that in 1969. Yes. Let's take a vote. Yes. Okay. Hillary will decide to run for president yes i hope so yes no no no, no. <laughs> i didn't say hope so this is a vote yes or no um yes 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 but you're thinking maybe i'm thinking she's got a lot to think about <laughs> <laughs> if not you who who is the viable woman of either party who could win a primary nomination in 2016, if not you? Well, I think there are a number of uh, qualified women. I'm who, not saying who qualified. Are holding, who are holding office. But politics is so unpredictable. Whoever runs has to recognize that the American political system is probably the most difficult, even brutal, in the world. Here's why I think you're going to run. <laughs> You quote a poem in that speech. T.S. Eliot, there's only, this is 1969, there's only the trying again and again and again to win again what we've lost before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That 21-year-old girl you were will not take no for an answer, my prediction. <laughs> well, we'll see, Jane. We'll see. There's a lot, there's a lot of uh, food for thought.
Welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast with Tony Reed. Go back to sleep. Go back to Yes, our motherfuckers of the day round out our hypocrisy. First, the Daily Beast. Poetic justice of climate deniers, homes wrecked by Hurricane Irma. Leah Burkowskis at Town Hall assembled a cast of liberal ill-wishers on Twitter, but the Daily Beast posted a milder version of the poetic justice showing fraud at the top of their homepage. Monster Hurricane Irma barrels towards climate change deniers' playground. Another headline suggests this monster hurricane was a supercharged lesson for conservatives. Michael Daly began the playground of big shot climate change deniers become subject to a hurricane evacuation order at 5 p.m. Friday. And were it not for all the innocent souls who have been and likely will be hurt by Irma, you might see poetic justice in homeowners like President Trump, billionaire David Koch, and commentators Rush Limbaugh and Al Ann Coulter being battered. New York Times did numerous articles shading like this, but NBC News, oh yeah, they're the super motherfucker. This is literally a post on their Twitter. Irma locked and loaded towards several Trump properties. Ire and Furry are expected to rain down on several properties owned by President Donald Trump that lie in the projected path of Hurricane Irma. That's the other one. Somebody asked how many millions we continue to insult? Lock and loaded is suddenly okay again? It's okay? You blamed a shooting of Gabby Gifford because Sarah Palin put a reticle over a district? But locked and loaded on the sitting president? That's okay, Peacock? And what did the resistance do? It's going to be so cute when there's like seven hurricanes at once so we can just collectively say fuck it and name them after the Trump family. Yeah. And all those tweets we read. 
all of them, a major news outlet tweeted that and encouraged people to wish ire on the sitting president. Once again, resistance people, you're setting the bar. When the Democrat president's in there, I'm just going to roam the internet putting out hate and discontent. I'm going to watch all you fucking hypocrites come out and say, you can't say that, that's the president. You're a racist, exist, homophobe, something. Because it just won't be a normal person. You're going to try to do the trifecta. Midget, transgender, Latino, black person. Since they'll be gender neutral. And you'll hit all the fucking buckets. Won't be about policy. To our stats of the day, I still can't fucking believe they did that. Breibart, FBI stats debunk DC media Muslim backlash. Don't clutch your pearls, resistance members. I checked them. Of the 1,140 victims of anti-religious hate crimes last year, 56.8 were victims of crimes motivated by offenders anti-Jewish. 16.1 were anti-Islamic. 6.2 were victims of violence against a group of individuals of varying religion. 6.1 were victims of anti-Catholic. 2.5 anti-Protestant. 1.2 were victims of anti-atheists. 11% 11% were victims of violence against other religions. So no. 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 There is no Muslim bullshit. And our other stat is from Jesse Leckrick. Still mind-blowing that the White House communication director is a 20-year-old whose previous job was hawking a Ivanka fashion line. Hey, real Donald Trump, regarding your claim that Captain Khan would be alive if you were president, go fuck yourself. He was a communication director for Obama. He was 28 years old when he did it. She's a female, and the left is hypocritical, like a motherfucker. How can Hope Hicks be talked to like that? How? Anybody? Isn't that sexist? Oh, wait a minute. She's a conservative. Two. News and social media nuggets. Stop. Now it's time for news and social media nuggets. The crazy stuff that makes your host lose his mind.
Two at 12,000 feet. Keep us out of spawn's range. Eagle Flight, this is Dagger 6. That is the sound of the new replacement for the, well, potential replacement for the Apache and Blackhawk fleet. The Bell Helicopters Advanced V280 Valor Tilt Rotor Prototype developed to replace the Iconics AH-64 and Blackhawk Utility Copter. And the Army fleet is 100% complete and ready for the maiden flight for the end of 2017, the company announced on September 6th. The Valor was first unveiled by Bell and partner Lockheed Martin at the 2016 Farborough International Air Show. Um, according to Popular Mechanics, the Valor is capable of hauling 23% more troops and 25% more cargo at 280 knots per hour, flying twice as fast and operating as twice the range that the versatile UH-60 can do right now. Uh, Army operations for the last four decades designed as a clean sheet tilt rotor that incorporates unique capabilities of the Bell V-22 Osprey. The aircraft reportedly integrates new countermeasures and redundancies meant to improve versatility and durability during ground maneuvers. It looks like a Blackhawk with tilt rotors. Pretty fucking cool. Simultaneously, the Navy is going to deploy a carrier full of F-35s! Right to North Korea's doorstep. Boom! Love to see that thing bring some scunion. The Air Force simultaneously is going to send out their secret space plane. Yeah! The X-37B is going up and all those that are in the know believe is going to be putting out some more satellites for military. It's a secret mission. But we got a terrible thing to tuck cover. Luis Gutierrez, he's a representative. He is on your TV all the time on MSDNC and CNN. He said the following thing about General Kelly. He said, A hypocrite who is a disgrace to the uniform he used to wear. Kelly has no honor and should be drummed out of the White House along with the white supremacists and those enabling the president's action by just following orders. And this is all because of DACA. Yeah, he said that. He said that. Paul, Paul Cisandra, Louis Gutierrez, Democrat, Illinois, who never served on General, on General Kelly, a man who served 46 years and lost his son in combat. Disgrace. Adam Shaw, this is absolutely abhorrent. Another example of why Trump will win in 2020. We must be able to disagree without demonizing the other side. This is abhorrent. Washington Examiner, Lindsey Graham rips Gutierrez, try to find a solution instead of slandering John Kelly over DACA. Here's the fucking problem, moon fruit bats. You did nothing about this. 
when Republicans brought real proposals that could have been co, you know, brought in with your proposals, you did nothing. You didn't want this. You wanted the blank check. You wanted Obama to do this so you could get voters. Just be honest. You could give no, you give no shits about illegals. You don't fucking care. You just want to run up the tally like you did in California. Four million extra votes. Not all of them illegal, but you can bet your left fucking nut. There's some of those motherfuckers are illegal. When you can get a million fucking driver's license and you just got to check a box and there's plenty of clinical errors. Here's one. I'm not supposed to be able to renew my driver's license. I was supposed to come in in person and do it. I went online and did it. I didn't know. My wife sent, my wife had it and she put it on my desk. I never read it. Here's a whole fucking piece of paper telling me I had to go in to do it. Guess what? It's being printed. Picture's old as fuck. I didn't know. I set a calendar reminder so I'd do it on September 9th. Did it. It's, it's clerical errors. I'm not saying anybody in California is purpose, well, there are probably people in California purposely registering illegals, but the most of time it's just a clerical error. Somebody's inputting that shit, they don't even catch that it's just a fucking illegal. No social security number. And then when you take it down, majority of our driver's licenses don't even have fucking social security numbers. I mean, sweet fucking God, people! I had to put some sound of victory on this. U.S. warplanes pick off ISIS fighters drawn to stranded convoy like moths to a flame. An attempt of Islamic State to evacuate hundreds of fighters from the western Syria to Iraq border has instead left them sitting ducks for aerial attacks by the U.S.-led coalition. We were able to exploit it and take advantage, Army Colonel, Army Colonel Ryan S. Dillon, a coalition spokesman, said of the ISIS maneuver Thursday morning as 11 buses full of ISIS fighters and civilians remained stranded in the Syrian desert. U.S. warplanes continue to pick off militants straight too far for the protection of the convoy, women and children, officials said. Strikes have also destroyed militant vehicles coming to the area from ISIS-held territory. Like moths to a flame, more than 40 vehicles have come to try and aid the convoy, including armored technical vehicles and tank disguised as a truck, Dylan said. We're able to continue to just observe and pick them off one at a time with a tank and Apache support. on campus these days and they call it pc pc politically correct and it's not just politics it's everything it's what you eat it's what you wear and it's what you say if you don't watch yourself you can get in a buttload of trouble for instance see these girls yeah no you don't those are women you call them girls and they'll pop your figs save the whales gays in the military now To our crazy with the new PCU bumping. 
Yeah, a little Jimi Hendrix in the background. Ding, 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 with some chanting. And then we'll go into our circus clown shit. Berkeley offering counseling to students traumatized. Wait for it. By Ben Shapiro's upcoming speech. Yeah. He hasn't said anything yet. They're already counseling. Because they're just melting. Just fucking melting. Fuck. These people. Sweet fucking God. Back to school after a turbulent summer? How can we help kids celebrate life in these times? It's from Slate. Kids are dealing with Trump's order to rescind DACA, Charlottesville, hometown murders, and deportations. Pray for our young people as they start their new school year. I didn't read anything else in the article. You are the fucking party of dogging Christians. Who are you praying to, jackass? This one I will read. How the transgender crusade made me rethink my support for gay marriage. The left has shown the totalitarian manner in which it exacts support, at least silence from everyday Americans. Gay marriage was just a wedge. Over the course of my life, this is from Bethany Mandel. Over the course of the last few months, whenever I write or tweet anything on any topic, I usually receive a caustic social media response about my position on transgenderism. These trolls post links to my tweets about the subject and screenshot of showing me, me my own recent opinion and some sort of gotcha. These individuals even send tweets to my husband, employer, perhaps in hopes that they will use their power over me to get my opinion in check with their approval position. One Twitter follower who favorited a tweet of mine about my view on transgenderism even received an email from a stranger demanding to know if her decision to favor my tweet meant she agreed with me. I've been called everything in the book. Hateful, bigoted, transphobic. All for having a belief that was utterly uncontroversial just three years ago. Men are born with penises. Women are born with JJs. And uh, Well, she said vaginas, but JJ's funny. And to quote the great Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. Many of my fellow millennial conservatives, out of what they view as courtesy, use a preferred pronoun and name for individuals who identify as transgender. Here's why I won't. We'll be made to care. The phrase is care of another great conservative thinker, Eric Erickson. He coined it in the midst of the gay marriage debate. During the debate, I was like many other young millennials, conservatives, and I naively thought the issue was merely about gay marriage and thought, hey, marriage is great, so let's just give it into the left's demands about the redefinition of a cornerstone of our society because not doing so would be bigoted. But there was more to less battle with conservatives than that. It wasn't just about redefining marriage to these act- activists. It was also about punishing those who weren't 100% on board, especially Christians. The livelihoods and lives of bakers, photographers, farmers, and CEO Mozilla were destroyed for not completely adhering to the thought police demands. These Americans were made to care. My colleague, Joy Pullman, provided just the latest example last week of how the progressive left is making the rest of us care about the transgender debate. Angry parents stampede a California charter school board meeting after a teacher read her kindergarten class picture book about transgenderism to affirm a gender dysphoric classmate. During the class, parents say the gender dysphoric boy also switched clothes to look more like a girl. Parents were not notified before the discussion, and people freaked the fuck out. We read that on the show. 
For acculturated recently, I gamed out a frightening thought experiment about how parents who decide not to play along with a child's gender dysphoria could one day be faced with a visit from Child Protective Services. The left has shown the totalitarian manner in which it exacts support or at least silence from everyday Americans. We've seen how lives are destroyed in the wake of gay marriage debate, how many individuals were shouted down into submission by the side of the proclaim itself to be open-minded and employed the slogan, No Hate and Love Wins. For many conservatives, including myself, the lesson had been learned. With every tweet ain't in publicly and shaming my position on transgenderism, the progressive left just solidifies my decision to call Bruce Jenner by his given name instead of the name he has chosen because of a condition that mental health professionals once took seriously. Playing along with the delusion isn't the kindest to those suffering from other psychological condition and isn't kindness for those with gender dysphoric either. And if we lend credibility to the notion that adults can choose their sex, parents who refuse to allow a child who just the week before self-identified as a butterfly to choose their own gender could then be accused of denying their child health care because many progressive activists view opposite sex hormone and plastic surgery as health care now and a right. My answer for those on the left who ask me, why do you care but that what transgender individuals call themselves is simply this, because you have made me. My God, that is perfect. And the same reason I fight back. I said the same words during the gay marriage, the bathroom. It's not about marriage. It's not about the bathroom. It's not about the people with gender dysphoria. It's about pushing their beliefs on you and having the ability to shut you up and live in fear that you'll lose your job because you say something so dastardly as, hey, I don't think kids should start taking hormone treatment when they're six. I think it's dangerous. She's spot on. College Republicans taunted with KKK flyers in the windows. A group went to where they usually are and they threw a bunch of shit. Yeah. Do shit all over the windows. But that's not hate speech. That's not wrong. Their group can be infringed upon. But the lesbian, transgender, non-cisgender, women of color room. Oh, you fuck around with that shit. You're going to jail. Following up on one we talked about Rue, rub one out, as a way not to have rape, the university denies promoting masturbation to deter rape, because <laughs> it blew the fuck up in their face. They said at no point did we say that masturbation is deterrent to rape, she said, referring to a slide that was captioned, self-gratification can prevent sexual assault. And they tried to spin that shit all week. Didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta own that shit. Rub one out, so you won't rape somebody. Okay. National Endowment for the Arts. People ask a lot like conservatives, even I, a conservative independent, hate NEA. This is the reason. They were awarded 600K of professors for social justice education courses. Mm-hmm. Let a professor try to teach some religion in a class or conservative values or anything, military tactics. Let's see if NEA hands out 600K of your and I hard-earned dollars. Antifa flyer at Berkeley calls Ben Shapiro a fascist thug. They're all over Berkeley already. This is going to be huge. No, Ben Shapiro, the problem is not campus thuggery. The problem is fascist intelligent thuggery in the service of Trump-Pence fascist regime. 
of people speak out against white supremacy, misogynist, xenophobia, and fascism, the fight for what's true and what we must do. Lower Sprout Paza, UC Berkeley, Thursday, September 14th, 6 p.m. Came from refusefashion.org. Backing up Antifa. That's nice. Student paper calls for higher density of sex shops near IU. I just wanted to read that. I'm not going to go into the article because I just think that's fine. Okay. They had a reason. Something about, I don't know. Uh, fucking idiots. This one cracked me up. A school lost their mind. UMass Amherst because a formerly gender neutral bathroom was changed to all female. They had a problem with it. Somehow, someway, nobody interviewed the feminist on the place. I'm sure they didn't have a problem with it. New AI computer can guess which whether you're gay or straight from a photograph. It has 91% accuracy. Makes me wonder if the NEA gave them that money. Because why the fuck do we need to check if somebody's gay? That's just wrong, isn't it? Wait a minute. I thought we're all just supposed to live in harmony and not worry about what everybody's sexuality is. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I could be the wrong one. This one goes under the sweet Jesus is gross. I'm just going to read it and there'll be a moment of silence. Period underwear founder pumped breast milk at Burning Man for lattes and hangover cures. What the fuck over? You guys are fucking freaks. That's why I'll never go to that. About three months ago, we covered about an activist mommy. Her name was the activist mommy who was going apeshit as she should over the fact that Vogue had a Teen Vogue magazine talk about how to do anal sex. On the show numerous times, I've actually gone off about how Twitter, Facebook, Google, a whole bunch of people are uber lefty. They punish conservative websites, but allow Antifa and ISIS and everybody else put hateful shit online. Yeah, she was banned from Twitter. No offensive tweets, just having the wrong view. Enough people reported her stuff as offensive, and they got rid of her. Nothing like free speech on the left, huh? Tahisi Coates wrote an article this week. I had it all down. I'm not going to read it because it's all hate. The first white president, the foundation of Donald Trump's presidency, is negation of Barack Obama's legacy. Here's your homework assignment, because I have a couple articles you can read about this guy. This is a 12-page article going to Jim Crow, everything, and how his racism and the people that voted for him, but every Trump voter felt it acceptable to hand the fate of the country over to one, because not everybody's a white supremacist, is what he's saying. There's a great article on the Daily Caller, the toxic worldview, or Politico, excuse me, toxic worldview of Tahisi Coates. Go over there and read it. This guy is fucking horrible. He's an outright racist, but he gets full page spreads in WAPO, The Atlantic, everything. And if you see this guy, I want you to know he's a racist. Daniel Payne, pretty moderate dude. 
Why can Tahisi Coates get away with racial slurs? Oh, I know why. Because he's black. I guess that's okay. Okay. Pierce Morgan attacked Christians again. Did a whole thing on British TV. He then took to Twitter and affirmed his clear slant to left over the issue of the segment. Jacob Reed's Moog's hardline comments on GMB today re- replying to gay marriage and abortion now make a lot of headlines. Is it Tim Farron moment? It's not an ambush to challenge politi- politicians about their beliefs, especially when they're being tipped by the prime minister. Forcing women to have babies conceived from rape or incest is not a widespread view. <clears throat> this guy never said that. I find it absurd to be painted as a bad guy for exposing homophobic bigotry because the guy is not for gay marriage. That's bigotry. Okay. New York Magazine. White audiences must examine their racist failings. Whole long article. Back to fucking Gone with the Wind. Which all of a sudden is out of every theater on the planet. Gone with the Wind. Can't watch it anymore. Pretty soon they're going to change the Civil War to the Racist War for purity of American, but the problem will be that all the white people that died and fought to stop slavery are still racist, and so are their families. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. Last podcast, we covered a lady, an actress, who her best abortion was her first one. She went to Twitter, and this is what she said. Her name's Martha Plimpton. Rejecting the false shame and isolation antis want to impose on those who exercise the constitutional right to abortion is my entire point. First and foremost, before we go on in this Twitter screed, the framers never put abortion in the Constitution. I hate when lefties say that. You can twist the 14th Amendment to make a lot of things happen, but they never even envisioned abortion back then. Alright, so shut the fuck up. Damn right, the care I received at PPAC Seattle was the best I could possibly have had at the time, and I'm eternally grateful for them. My respect for Dr. William Parker, Willie Parker and all abortion providers who care for people in need of basic health care. Uh, abortion's basic health care to liberals. Abortion is not a crime. Women are people and a Planned, pa- Planned Parenthood doctors who provide abortions. Care are some of the best physicians in the world. I will never be ashamed of getting health care I needed, wanted, and received for Planned Parenthood and will fight everyone's right to do the same. She then tweeted every group that could be part of the kill baby pact I didn't have a baby, I had an abortion not one of you stick chewing antis is doing a thing to prevent unplanned, unwanted teen pregnancy or maternal infant mortality in the US so shut it it's not like you can take antis seriously considering everything they advocate cause more abortion than death and death, yeah, death, okay because of anti-choice insanity, maternal mortality is the highest in the U.S. than anywhere else in the developed world, and child poverty skyrocketed, and it goes on for 30 more tweets. Yeah. 30 more tweets. And I think that's a really good way to end our news and social media I wrote this song for my dad. I can only imagine.
When I was uh, 10, 11 years old, life was tough. And I found some songs that I just, man, I, I held on to. And they got me through. They gave me hope. Because I needed it. Maybe tonight, so do you. Dad, why don't you come watch me sing? Dreams don't pay the bills. You're not ready. I don't think you found your song, found your soul. Let that pain become your inspiration. Then you'll have something that people can believe in. My dad was a monster. And I saw God transform him from a man that I hated into the man I wanted to become. And so I wrote this for my dad. song just kind of happened took about 10 minutes i guess it didn't take you 10 minutes to write this it took a lifetime i can only imagine that is a trailer to a new movie called i can only imagine it's a religious movie and on youtube it had 31 million views i just wanted to cover that as a positive because um, I made it quite aware I'm a God-fearing man on this show, but as we spend most of our time dogging Christianity, uh, there's a lot of people that are Christians in America. I didn't know it existed or to be 31 million and one um, on YouTube. To our lighter fare, Yusha Smith, type of first sergeants at first formation. I hated the stripper. Uh, you'll get that one, not like a stripper on a pole, but the guy that made you take all your clothes off. It sucked. And my wife, the better half, the voiceovers on the show, sent me a funny one about women's eyebrows from Facebook. It's a meme. It's hilarious. And I agree. Leave your eyebrows alone, bitches. And that, hey, come on, I'm coming there. 20 below zero, huh? Okay, y'all know what time it is. Go ahead and strip it down, baby. Yeah, go ahead and strip it down. <laughs> yeah, let's go to work. Uh-huh. Hot to gloves, baby. Let's go. Ha-ha. <laughs> Good morning, Rafa. Comedy. This peachy. Let's go to the car, Top. Let's go to the car. Oh, Tom. you? Tom. You're Tom. fucking running is what hey. we're doing. Hey, 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 too, hey, too, come on. We're hey, running hey, at ease, gentlemen, as your company commander. Excuse me, Fireside, I should have said ladies. I, I don't mean to offend any ladies. All right, just to piggyback on what you said. No yes. fucking sharp complaints. No, I'm, 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 I'm incredibly sorry. But we're going to go for a hula run today. We're going to go about, about five, six miles. We'll see up to the first. Hey, hey, just to go ahead and caveat on what he said. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go on a run. Uh, preferably a four or five mile run, guys. But yeah, go ahead, sir. I'm Literally sorry. just ahead. said that, but you're absolutely right, first. Sorry, thank you for that input. I, I'm greatly appreciative of that. But hey, we're going to keep going. Piggyback, gonna... pull the onion back on what he's saying. He's very appreciative. Yep. So I don't want nobody to file no fucking EO complaint. Well, sir, uh, uh, that's. Oh, God. All right, guys. Motivation is the key to success. Just like the good book says. Hurry the fuck up! Who said that? Who said that? Look, 
fucking fucking sticks. I get one more motherfucking EO complaint. I'm gonna fucking come on through this whole motherfucking formation. I ain't fucking, I see you laughing. I'll fucking kill you. Good morning. It takes one spoiled apple to ruin the goddamn bunch, right? Sergeant Hernandez gets your ass on up here. Oh, I'm sorry. Specialist Hernandez. He just got his fucking rank ticket. Been in the army 13 fucking years. 13 years as a fucking specialist. 13 DUIs. 13 STDs. He gave the 13 fucking females, right? Spell it with me. Chlamydia. C-H-E-R. Nandez. Why did squiggly eyebrows become a thing, huh? Why y'all couldn't just do fullness thereof? Why y'all had to go and do this? I get that eyebrows are a beauty thing and you can show your makeup stuff off and smoky eye from the lid to the brow. I get it. But eyebrows also show expression and you can't be mad when nobody knows what you're saying. Nobody can understand or read your body language because your eyebrows look like crinkle cut fries. How am I supposed to read your emotions when your eyebrows look like Charlie Brown's shirt is what I'm saying. Why would you do this to your eyebrows? Your eyebrows running post corner, post corner, post corner. I'm confused. They just went for a touchdown. Your eyebrows look like a healthy heart rate monitor and I'm dead. Looking at you living. God is calling for the straight and narrow, huh? And not the squiggly. Now y'all done went and added squiggly lips to this, and I'm looking at this and getting nauseous just looking at it. These lips look like you've been kissing electricity. Why you been kissing the plug? Not the drug dealer, the outlet. Why you kissing that? I can't look at that. I feel like I'm drunk, and I didn't drink nothing. Just, just, just don't do this. Please, I'm asking. Just don't do this, guys. Your eyebrows look like this. Your eyebrows look like you having a spasm. Why your eyebrows look like this every day? That's not beautiful. It's confusing. Yeah, it's Yusha Thomas, not Smith. I fucked that up almost every podcast, but I, I think that was really funny. And thanks, better half, for that funny Facebook meme. All right, this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Please feel free to share with family and friends and send it. Comments by emailing FOPPODCAST at gmail.com. You can get this show on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Remember to check out the Flyover Politic webpage at FOPPODCAST.com. FOPPodcast.com. It's a theme. To see links to feeds of the show, links to our Facebook page, email, and you'll see a link to every episode on the episode release page. And my blog on the blog page. Next podcast will be on the 14th. Got early shift this week, so I'm going to doggone do the 14th. Do a Friday free-for-all and get off of the same old subjects. I'm just going to do some non-political subjects. Yes. No tweets. No hypocrisy. Just some fun. Because i got to close this show as we go into our outro. outro. Saying what I always do. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your family. Disconnect from your computers. But also know we're in a new level of stupid. Because the Miss America pageant was on. This is an actual question that was fielded to Miss America, Miss Universe, or what the fuck was it? It was Miss something or other, right? It was Miss Universe. I'm sorry. Miss Universe. And when I heard this, I just went, what the fuck over? So, as depressing as it is to end the show on this, it must be heard, because you'll never see this much stupid for any other president ever. So be safe out there from the stupid. Be safe from Irma. And when you go to the water cooler tomorrow, remember the, the this pot, this doggone soundbite I'm about to play. And tell your liberal friends 
that no, Barack Obama was not treated bad. There was a minority of birthers, but nobody did this shit we heard on this podcast, and he was never subject of Miss Universe competition where the contestant felt they must dog him or else they can't win. Thanks for listening, friends, and take care. Your question will come from Miss Jordan Sparks. There are multiple investigations into whether Trump's campaign colluded with Russia on the election. Well, did they? You're the jury. Guilty or innocent? And please explain your verdict. Right now, I'd have to say innocent because not enough information has been revealed. We are are still investigating this, and I think we should investigate it to its fullest extent. And if we do find the evidence that they have had collusion with Russia, then they should, uh, the justice system should do their due diligence and they should be punished accordingly. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Congratulations. Now the next question will go to Miss Texas. Morgana Wood, come on over. Congratulations, Morgana. Please choose a judge. Your question will come from Jess Cagle. Last month, a demonstration of neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and the KKK in Charlottesville, Virginia, turned violent and a counter-protester was killed. The president said there was shared blame with, quote, very fine people on both sides. Were there? Tell me yes or no and explain. I think that the white supremacist issue, it was very obvious that it was a terrorist attack. And I think that President Donald Trump should have made a statement earlier addressing the fact and making sure all Americans feel safe in this country. That is the number one issue right now. Thank you very much. Congratulations. All right, Morgana. Just three more questions now, and one will go to Miss North Dakota. Congratulations, Carl. Choose a judge. We'll find out who's asking you this question. Maria Menounos, your question, please. 195 countries signed the Paris Agreement in which each country sets non-binding goals to reduce man-made climate change. The U.S. is withdrawing from the agreement, citing negligible environmental effects and negative economic impact. Good decision? bad decision? Which is it and why? I do believe it's a bad decision. Once we reject that, thank you. (laughs) Once we reject that, we take ourselves out of the negotiation table. And that's something that we really need to keep in mind. There is evidence that climate change is existing. So whether you believe it or not, we need to be at that table. And I think it's just a bad decision on behalf of the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Two more names. Then two contestants will be eliminated. Next up is... Miss New Jersey. Caitlin. Caitlin Schofel. Your judge. Your question coming from Tara Lipinski. Tara? A recent poll found slightly over half of Americans favored leaving Confederate statues in place, while others want them removed. Keep them or get rid of them. What's your vote and why? 
I don't think that the answer is to get rid of these statues. I think the answer is to relocate them into museums because we are truly defined by our country's history, and I don't think it's something that we need to forget. We need to always remember it and honor our history of America because it truly makes us who we are as Americans, but they should be moved to museums. Thank you. Well, bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor.